Hey, everybody, welcome to Social Beauty Makers, the podcast where every Sunday and Wednesday, we'll bring you fast paced, powerful 15 minute episodes meant to inform, educate and inspire around a variety of topics, including trends in all things tech for the professional salon industry. Today, I'm going to do a solo riff on tech for the salon and for our larger industry. I'm Gordon Miller, your podcast host. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. So I'm going to talk more about artificial intelligence. And um, if you think I've spoken a lot about it, maybe, but it's just beginning. It's all just a baby and it's moving so fast. It's, it absolutely is in its infancy in many ways, although it's been literally around since the late 1980s. But it's kind of like one of those sci-fi movies where um, in this moment where, where the baby grows like 20 years in no time at all. Um, this baby of artificial intelligence is moving really fast and, and in doing so, it's, it's creating some controversy. Seth Godin, a marketing guru extraordinaire, one, one of my heroes, I recently saw him uh, be interviewed and, and he said, uh, this was just a couple of days ago, AI is dramatically underhyped and misunderstood. It's always going to be with us. The same way we went from using our phones four minutes a day to four hours a day, it's going to change everything. And that makes so much sense to me. As Seth infers, you know, AI is going to be ubiquitous. It's going to be everywhere for better or worse or both, which is kind of true of most change. If you think a big change, technological change, the social media is a great example. You know, I, I quickly fell in love with social media. I saw the power for our industry. I, I, I believed it was going to fundamentally change the industry and it has in ways I would have never even predicted independence as, as, as a, a movement that had been around for a long time, rental, the business model, it blew up because of, because of social media. Smartphones, another example. Uh, well, without smartphones, there's no social media. So let's just start with that. But, you know, again, as Seth Godin said, we've gone from barely using it when it was attached to a wall when I was growing up to not wanting to let go of it. And, and you know, so it's, again, really powerful. And there's, there's, Negative in all of that in social media, we, we now have problems with people's self-esteem and suicide rates we've never seen before. Um, smartphones, all kinds of things that are good and bad. Um, you know, child labor, uh, putting Apple phones together in China, not a good thing. So good and, and potentially bad in everything. And, and with AI, that's certain to be true. Um, and how it develops is going to be really important that we all pay attention to um, and hopefully institutions around the world um, that keep it kind of reined in uh, and away from, from the bad. Really important to say here, um, Sam Altman, um, the OpenAI co-founder, says we're really in early days of, of AI and he sees lots changing, lots improving um, over time. And he was kind of talking recently about kind of a five-year window where he thinks it will be completely transformed he also says that he's not sure that this model of AI, that the, the, the different versions that we see now of, of chat GPT with four, you know, being used by many people, but not open to all of us yet. Um, he, he kind of poo-pooed it and said, you know, he's not all that proud of it as a fully developed product and thinks it has a long ways to go. He also thinks it might be overtaken by some other form of AI that we've not even invented at this point. So, you know, I find that really fascinating. So specific to the salon. You know, um, boy, because of the kind of differ, differing iterations of, of AI, the phone is going to be even more powerful than we can understand it. I was listening to an executive at Samsung talking specifically just about what cameras, um, how they're going to change, how they're going to evolve. 
um, and said that that the camera of the future that is infused with more AI than it, than it is now, and a different type of AI um, is what he was talking about, that it's just going to blow all of our minds uh, because of the ability for the AI to enhance photos in ways that go well beyond you know where we are. Voice also, not just on phones, but voice technology because of AI is going to become more and more important across devices. I mean, who knows? Typing may soon be a very old school idea. I'm kind of like cursive writing. You know, a lot of, a lot of schools don't teach it anymore. It's considered a very old idea. And it's not easy to project that typing will simply be replaced by voice. Again, back to the salon, social media will also be supercharged with AI. And, you know, it's given consumers choices like they've never had. It's given professionals, you know, opportunities to grow like they never have. But if you, if you kind of take that and, and, and put it on steroids, much of AI is going to be about personalizing our lives, about understanding who we are and what we do and how we use the things that we use and helping us to make choices in how to do things better. The, the, the way that consumers now search the web and look for products, again, is, is going to be taken to a whole new level. Reviews will matter more than ever. You'll be able to connect with reviews that potentially are, are more kind of in line with what you truly are looking for, not necessarily attaching negative to negative, but just refining all the information that's around us. There's so many things you could do in the salon. I mean, my friend Sam Bricado has always been big about cocktailing uh, products. And so we think about, you know, products and, and what, what you can do with them and what so many, you know, who are more craft focused professionals have long done. Um, this could bring cocktailing to everybody, including consumers. And that could be game changing um, for sure. Interesting, you know, for many. I've said in past podcasts that I think consultations, um, and this is really about looking at what are the weaknesses in so many salons, not necessarily in your salon, um, but collectively, what do we know we struggle with? Consultations were thought not to do enough of them. Clients tell us over 90% of the time they're not getting them. Um, we kind of have habits, I think, sometimes that when a client's with you for a long time, we don't do what is perceived as a consultation. And so consultations could easily become something that happened at home, outside the salon, disconnected to the salon by way of apps and by way of really powerful tools that can respond again to, to what you're looking for. And, and that's interesting because that means the client might show up with what they're looking for. And, and there could be positives in that. Not everybody's going to love that, but it absolutely could be positive. We don't recommend products. Um, all the studies show that. Um, again, you may good for you because those who do are not going to be threatened by AI, but more people may walk into salons with product recommendations and take advantage of that in the salon. A lot will, a lot will depend maybe what happens in the salon or they may just order it online. So, you know, that one's a little fuzzy, but interesting. Um, came to me the other morning, color formulations. So many colorists have told me that the industry at large isn't always great at formulation. You know, it's a sciencey thing. Schools in the past, I don't know about today, but schools in the past were not that great at teaching color formulation. And sometimes teachers themselves weren't that, that good at formulation. And so think about that and kind of open up your mind to where AI may go to, meaning improvement, and would it have the ability to help formulate color? Think of business. You know, we struggle sometimes it's, it's in the business of beauty. Um, what about AI analyzes your P&L? analyzes your cash flow, gives you really specific feedback of what it all means, 
based on biz- businesses, best practices, the things that the larger world knows? And what if it also gives you advice on how to improve those things? What if it can become your t- tutor to teach all aspects of business? The theories, the concepts, and the practices related to marketing, related to managing people, related to being good at customer service. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And again, all the smartest people in this space right now are definitely talking about AI as a tutor of many subjects, perhaps all subjects, as being one of its primary benefits to humankind, an educational tool for all of us. And then just education generally, the bigger, how we traditionally think of education, learning, classroom, um, engagement in 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 a more structured process. So Khan Academy, which is one of the more interesting educational organizations in the world and very technology-based, they said, we believe AI has the potential to usher in a new age of education and revolutionize the way we learn. We believe that by working with AI, humans will be able to more quickly generate ideas to solve problems, brainstorm, and create engaging learning experiences and find exactly what they're looking for on their learning journeys, end quote. That is amazing. Now I'm going to talk schools really quickly. Well, you know, where do we struggle with schools? Well, state board education. When I was working in the school part of the industry for 25 years, so much of that education was book learning, theoretical learning. We put so much time into it and it took away from time when, when people can be learning skills. And again, with AI as a tutor, maybe state board will become something that lives in the AI space with students more so in the classroom to free people up to be more effective. And for sure, those very much needed soft skills that I mentioned before. Soft skill tutoring could could be a big part of AI that young people have the opportunity to take advantage of. And hopefully schools kind of jump into that space as well. And of course that can work um, um, in, in the salon, especially in early days in the salon when so many people are at risk as far as their careers go. Academies, online academies, particularly many of them use LMSs, which are learning management systems, that kind of the platforms that they sit on. AI is going to supercharge them. I mean, I, I've read a number of things about what is going to happen in the LMS world. And it's just going to make them more powerful, more effective. Really quickly, um, the event space. Interesting. I mean, event prep, meaning getting ready to go to a show, which I don't think we do enough of. And those who do it well, I think is game changing because they see what they need to see. They go to the classes that are important to them. They also go make sure they get inspired by the right artists on the right stage at the right time. They, they don't miss what they're planning to see. Well, AI can make that so much easier for us because those programs are all digital. Um, that AI might know, you know what we need help with. It might know what we're getting in terms of bookings in the salon, the integration of our career experience, what we know, how we do, you know, that all could be something that is, is really powerful at, at events. Having said that, as events become in this moment kind of more and more shopping experiences than anything else, and you know, that's a big part of any show, but it feels like we're sliding more into that direction. Again, as, as the world changes and AI becomes more powerful, generally the shopping experience may become less and less important to us, and that could have a very negative effect on the event space. Distributors and brands are less, are, are le- distributors and brands, I'm going to tackle those two really fast last. Um, and uh, so distributors, it, AI has the opportunity to absolutely supercharge the platforms that they use to deliver value to customers, you know, so that that's important. Distribution big picture has been cutting the people who work for them for a very long time in terms of the, those who, who are of most value to, to, I would say, traditional salons and depending more on stores. Um, if you've spent much time in, in a lot of stores these days, there's less and less people working in stores. 
I mean, I've been into stores and airports and things several now that have nobody working into them. It, it, it's all self-service completely, including how you check out. And I can absolutely see that happening in, in, in beauty stores. And then, of course, you would have apps in the stores to give you information and education, artificial intelligence that could talk you through products, all that stuff. So that, I don't know, there's some negative in that. And in the extreme version, AI, um, to me, it could save or it could destroy distribution on, as we know it. I'm going to talk more about that, I think, in a future podcast. That's a very big topic. But again, I, it, it could be one of those two extremes. I, I can definitely see that uh, in the future. We could almost flip a coin as to which one it will end up being. Lastly, brands, manufacturers specifically, you know, those who, who bring us product and product innovation. Anything I hear about the science side of all industries is that AI is going to potentially um, supercharge innovation, just supercharge it, um, connecting it to you know, cultural phenomena, where the world's going, what matters to all of us, i.e. sustainability and other things, and, and that, that, that it will take those people who work in labs and innovate and, and come up with new ideas and be a tool for them to, to kind of set that on fire. So, okay. I'm going to stop here. Um, I'm excited about this stuff. I'm worried about it too. Um, I'm mostly worried about it because we're kind of the, the middlemen in this. You know, there's AI, there's the people, and then there's what we do with it and how it affects everybody else. We're not always the best middlemen. Um, I hate to say that about humankind, but um, humans aren't always so kind. Um, so uh, that worries me. So I'm out of time. I'm over time. But I will say, if you like what you heard, I encourage you to one, Go over to socialbeautymakers.com and sign up for my free e-newsletter for more content um, and early access. And two, if you like it, I hope you will uh, leave a rating, review, or subscribe, or better yet, share it with colleagues. Um, and uh, yeah, so thank you. Oh, as always, so let me say it again. And let me end by saying sincerely, thank you for tuning in. I, I do this um, for you who's listening. And I may not know you, but I know you're out there and um, I do it for you. So um, lastly, I'm Gordon Miller and I cannot wait to share more with you again next time.